0: Welcome to the Remarkable Essence Podcast. I am Don Lonikazi, your host, and I will be showing you this evening some things that people have been dealing with lately and a lot of emotions, especially that we've been going through this pandemic. Um, there's been a lot of anxiety, a lot of thoughts that lead to even depression. Um, and our goal here is to educate and inspire you in the areas of health and wellness. One thing that keeps me calm and de-stressed during these times are Goalie Ashua gummies. Not only does it reduce stress, but it also helps improve sleep and my mood. Just for listening to this podcast, you can get a discount on Goalie gummies by going to Goalie.com and using the promo code Remarkable Essence. Tonight, we're going to discuss how to overcome anxiety and notice signs of depression. Now, let me introduce our guest for the evening. We have Terrell Pugh, and he is the founder and owner of Arise and Live Christian Counseling, a Christian-based counseling agency that provides mental health services as well as certification and training for Christian counselors. As a pastor, he is currently affiliate pastor with the House of David Ministries in Orlando, Florida, and previously served as pastor of Nehemiah Teaching Ministries. As an ordained pastor since 2006, he has taught in the areas of Christian studies, systematic theology, spiritual enrichment, and apologetics. As a counselor, he works with those who suffer from various mental health challenges, such as depression, anxiety, and many other mood disorders. While his practice treats a diversity of people, his area of specialty is marriage and family development. Along with his lovely wife, Tanisha Pugh, he has co-authored the book, God's Design for Marriage and the Absolute Best Marriage Ever. As a nationally certified counselor, Terrell holds a master's degree in marriage couple and family counseling and has met requirements for coursework supervision. He is now completing his doctorate in developmental psychology at Walden University. He sets his greatest accomplishment as being married to his high school sweetheart of 19 years and their eight beautiful children, who has one who has gone on to be with the Lord. Without further, further ado, let me have Terrell come online. And hello, Terrell. We're so glad to have you.
1: Hello, Dawn. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. I'm excited. i um, excited to be on your show. Thank you for uh, bringing me on. I'm excited to discuss these things. These are very important topics, um, so I'm, I'm hoping that I can offer your um, your listeners some wisdom, um, and hope, hopefully not be too boring as well. Yes. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I know this can be kind of a topic that um, sometimes people may think of being mm-hmm. mundane or yes. something that cannot be upbeat. But definitely, lately in the even the news media, we saw where Meghan Markle. Uh, suffered depression while she yes. was pregnant. And, you know, mm-hmm. she she talked about that during her interview with Oprah. And so sometimes people do not understand or do not realize that it could be happening to those closest to them, uh, mm. celebrities, family members. And then sometimes it can even happen to yourself. Uh, yes. Because that's actually something I encountered, especially doing undergrad. It was a lot of stress of mm. going to classes, taking certain major courses, and it just was kind of a tough ride for me. And so I even anticipated suicide at one point. Um, but luckily, I did have somebody that I can call on, and they were able to talk to me. And I at least had the sense to know that I was in that deep, dark place and yes. wanted to be able to speak with someone about it. Um, l- luckily, I, and then I'm still here today. So,
1: Amen. That's right.
0: So yes, but I do want our listeners, like you said, to understand more about it to be able to learn from it, and then hopefully they can grow as well. So let's jump into this. Just tell us a Mm -hmm. bit about what is depression and anxiety.
1: Okay. Um, Well, what exactly is depression? I'll I'll answer this in two ways, okay? Um, Well, first I'll say that sometimes individuals uh, believe that they're the same. They're closely related, but they are different, and I'll go through some of those differences, and um, hopefully by the end of the podcast, you'll be able to see how distinctly different they are, um, but also how they're related. So first, uh, depression, okay? So I'll speak about that clinically. So clinically speaking, depression is a mood disorder, Okay. It's a a disorder that uh, afflicts your mood. And when I say clinically, I'm referring to something that has been diagnosed or at least has the features to be diagnosed. Now, neurologically speaking, what happens in your brain is essentially you have low levels of dopamine. Um, and dopamine is what makes you feel excited. It's what makes you feel um, enthusiastic and motivated. So when your brain is not producing enough of that, essentially your brain literally is telling you don't get up and not to do anything. So you feel this depressed mood. So that's what's going on in your brain and how that sort of plays out in your um, in your behaviors and physically, um, that's going to lead to some sleep loss, some fatigue. Um, and actually that's sort of the core feature. So as Counselors, whenever someone tells us that they've been fatigued and um, they've been very tired or they haven't been sleeping through the night, the first thing that comes to mind is, is this depression? Okay. The other thing is, um, it's not short bouts. So we're talking about periods of at least two weeks or longer for you to be diagnosed with clinical depression. Uh, other things, it must be serious enough to impact your functioning, uh, meaning that you're losing interest in the normal things that you would typically do. Uh, and it can't be associated with anything else. So for example, if you lose a loved one, uh, that, would may, that may be grief as opposed to depression. So we want to be very careful that we're not confusing it with something else. Uh, and then again, it has to be present most of the day um, over a long period of time. So if you're just having a a moment, you may have a uh, sadness or a depressed moment, but it's not necessarily long-term. So clinically speaking, that's what counselors or therapists, psychotherapists, that's what they're going to look for. The experience of being depressed, um, to explain that to people who are listening that may be able to identify this, and for individuals who don't understand depression, um, I'll put it to you this way, Native Americans they don't necessarily have a word for depression, but they do describe it as a whole body sickness. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how they describe it. Um, Also, indigenous Australians, for example, they call depression sickness of the spirit. Okay, Traditionally in Chinese medicine, um, they describe it as your life force leaving you. So there's this idea that there's this whole body experience that you're experiencing when you're depressed. And that's exactly what it is. You feel it all over your body. Um, Individuals who suffer from depression may also experience a phenomenon um, that's known as having heavy limbs. So their arms or their legs might physically feel heavy to them. um, And then they'll experience the sensation of not being able to move them or pick them up. So that's Depression. Okay. Anxiety is a little different. Anxiety has to do with fear. That is the specific feature of anxiety. Clinically, again, it's not the same. It's not a mood disorder, but it has to do with fear. So if you think about anxiety and you think about other fears, so for example, um, there's social anxiety disorder. Okay. That's fear of being in social settings. You have separation anxiety. That's a fear of loss or isolation or separation. You have PTSD, uh, that's a type of anxiety where that's fear of some sort of trauma uh, Then you have OCD, obsessive compulsion disorder And that's fear of whatever it is, it can be germs, it could be order uh, Then you have certain phobias, for example, fear of spiders or fear of heights And people experience anxiety there uh, But that's what anxiety is, anxiety has more to do with fear And uh, depression has more to do with this whole body experience that you are experiencing um, one last thing here with anxiety, the experience of the individual who's experiencing anxiety, um, they experience it to be very disruptive. Okay. Um, part of their brain is actually, excuse me, is actually out of their control whenever they go into these um, panic disorders or these modes of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what happens is their amygdala or their fear center of their brain, it becomes hyperactive. And that fear center of your brain becoming hyperactive is essentially releasing a stress uh, hormone in your body that's telling you that there is danger. Mm -hmm. And so someone suffering from anxiety will have a real experience that there's some sort of danger. And they feel like they have to do whatever they need to do to get out of that. So that's what anxiety is. And that's what depression is.
0: So in short, it just sounds like depression as you were saying, is more around mood and your mood and how you feel. And mm-hmm. like you said, it a lot of it can do deal with um just internally all over the body. Right. That's right. Anxiety is more of, of a fear or we call um fear factor. I remember that there was a show <laughs> on T V called Fear Factor years ago. And people yes. had to do some crazy things with spiders, scorpions, you know, laying mm-hmm. in certain places with them, s- snakes. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes, I remember that. But, but that's interesting yes. that one is totally different from the other. So you want to make sure that you don't get them confused. That's right. So, are there that's any right. different types of depression or anxiety?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Yeah. Absolutely, there are. Um, and you know, I want to start out, I guess, by answering this and saying that individuals can experience brief. Uh, moments of depression, you know, that is completely normal, um, and also brief moments of anxiety. That's also completely normal. Uh, it becomes problematic when it's over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, clinically speaking, we're looking at at least a period of two weeks or or um, or longer. Okay, um, if it's two weeks or longer, then we're looking at something that is diagnosable, uh, that is clinical, that. Does involve immediate um, attention. So the different types of depression that there may be, um, absolutely. I, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, you may have a uh, what's called major depressive disorder, okay, which is the clinical diagnosis for most people's depression. Mm-hmm. Then you have persistent depressive disorder, and that's actually a depression that's typical throughout a person's lifetime. Okay, there are people that experience that sort of this lifetime depression, um, but that would be a difference. Okay, um, anxiety—the same thing as you know I've mentioned earlier. There's different type of social anxieties, PTSD uh, anxieties, and even <laughs> the uh, fear factor, if you will. Now that's on the, the lighter side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always. I've always questioned if I can actually go on that show, if I'd be able to sit in, a, in the pit with the spiders and snakes. I don't think I could do that. I must admit it. Um, <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, but to 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 the answer to that question, generally speaking, there are different types of depressions and anxiety. Those are some of the differences there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're looking more for a a lay explanation. Um, you do have what's normal. And if it's lasting over two weeks or, lo- or longer, then we're looking at something that you may want to talk to somebody about.
0: Yeah. So what are the signs that I am depressed or I'm suffering from anxiety?
1: Okay. Uh, well, in terms of the signs, you know, these, and this is important because you want to be able to identify, you know, it, am I suffering from this thing? Is this something that, um, that I have, or even maybe in the loved one being able to identify that? Um, so again, with depression, the major feature, the core feature there is going to be fatigued. Okay. That's going to be the major feature of depression. So if you're tired, most of the day, um, most days you might be dealing with depression. Um, and I, I'll say this also, so I'm, I'm going to backtrack on that just a little bit. You don't want to look for one feature. You want to look for a combination of features. Okay. So if you're tired, in addition to perhaps losing interest in the things that you were usually interested in, so if you are used to exercising, if you're used to um, you know, going for walks, going to the movies, whatever it is you're, you're doing or used to do, you're no longer doing that, you may be dealing with depression. Okay. Um, Anxiety, same thing. You want to look for fatigue. Um, Anxiety, what what it does is because it impacts your brain and it creates this sense of fear in the individual, what will happen is the person is going to experience the inability to sleep or to sleep through the night because of that fear. Um, If they have dreams, they're not going to have a restful sleep. So they're going to be kept up and the fatigue is going to is going to set in. Mm-hmm. So once again, we see that fatigue is a core feature. Uh, some other signs of anxiety could be physical in your body. So maybe you have tension, um, and the tension is usually in a chest area, around the sh- uh, shoulder area, um, or even in your stomach area. Uh, but that is usually the the main symptoms that individuals should look for to determine if they are suffering from anxiety. Or depression.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So actually, I was just recently reading something to where it talked about five benefits of walking 30 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. One of those main mm-hmm. benefits being it helps reduce depression and improve yes. your overall mood. Um, Absolutely. Amongst others. So it's funny that you just mentioned how if you were exercising or you were doing mm-hmm. certain things with your family, and then you no longer want to be able to do those things, that could resolve into anxiety or depression. I know mm-hmm. earlier, like I mentioned, the pandemic and how there were a lot yes. of things stripped away from us, right, that we normally would do as families. I mean, um, yes. and to where we weren't even going to the park and walking or any of that. We weren't even really going outside our house uh, because mm-hmm. we just still trying to get a grips of what was going on in our society. And all yes. this thing, um, you know, how you can catch COVID. And I think there was still a lot of unknown factors. So we definitely limited our time uh, even away from the house mm-hmm. uh, for a few months. Mm. So definitely, I think it sounds like a situation or things that, like you said, have changed or death in mm-hmm. the family or a new job, or for me, a new project, even on a job, there are just different yes. things that can become factors or you know, um, or things that you may not realize, uh, be tr- attributing to, you know, your depression or anxiety
1: as mm-hmm. well. Absolutely. And I, and I'd just like to sort of add to something you said there with the COVID, um, you know, psychological research has known for a very long time that social isolation, uh, is a big cause of depression and, um, anxiety. But here we have a situation where COVID sort of was thrust upon all of us. No one expected it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the direct result of that is social isolation. And again, social isolation does lead to depression and it does lead to anxiety um, in a lot of individuals. So unfortunately, we had sort of the seedbed created for this challenge that a a lot of individuals right now currently are being challenged with and some are coming out of it, thank God. Uh, But no, you're, you're exactly correct that COVID is sort of uh, created such conditions as that
0: mm-hmm. yeah so one thing that we did and I, we're, I guess we'll talk about different treatments but I know one yes. thing we did is we came up with a lot of different hobbies mm-hmm. <laughs> things that I haven't mm-hmm. done before mm-hmm. that I didn't even imagine I started gardening I didn't kill the plants they yes. actually live more than a month <laughs> I actually got <laughs> fruit from a harvest I was like wow
1: <laughs> amen <laughs>
0: So uh, then we started doing things more as a family. We did have mm. workouts in our, you know, our gym. I think a lot of gym equipment started selling out mm. because people started doing more in-home gyms and, and things yes. like that as well. So um, yes. I guess I'd be curious to know of what type of treatments are offered, you know, for depression mm-hmm. and anxiety.
1: Sure. So with regards to the treatment, and I'm glad you're talking about exercise, um, you know, I'm going to say this, you know, with regards to treatment, there's primarily three points of treatment for any mental disorder, but especially those that impact your mood, okay? And that's going to be your nutrition, that's going to be your exercise, and that's going to be um, your sleep patterns, okay? Any efficient treatment, any good treatment is going to have those three components, Uh, With built into the uh, treatment plan. Mm -hmm. So first I'll go through sort of each and why that's important. Okay. Um, So the first thing we're going to talk about is your nutrition. Okay. So what you eat greatly impacts your brain chemistry. Okay? Because essentially what you eat is interacting um, with the chemicals that already exist in your body. And your brain is then making compensation for um, deficiencies and it's producing essentially what it needs. And so if you're eating the wrong foods, your body is going to be producing the wrong types of chemicals or you may have an um, imbalance in chemicals within your body. So again, your, your nutrition Directly impacts it. Uh, there's a vitamin, for example, B12. B12 mm-hmm. um, deficiency causes or leads to depression. Okay, and if you're not eating foods that have B12 in it, um, you might be dealing with depression. Uh, another food, or excuse me, not food, but another vitamin, for example, is vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Um, and vitamin D also um, takes away, or, or let me not say takes away, but it, it does lead to uh, depressive moods. Now, interestingly enough, we get vitamin D from the sun, mm-hmm. okay? It, the sun interacts with our skin and it releases a chemical into our body um, and that chemical carries vitamin D. Well, what COVID has essentially done is it's kept people indoors, outside of the sun, where they can't get that regular dose of vitamin D that they would ordinarily get, mm-hmm. and so when I hear you say that, you know, we've uh, gone, uh, you know, nature walks and, and and those types of things, those are wonderful treatments um, for depression. Mm-hmm. So that's th- that's your your nutrition, your exercise again. Same type of thinking. Um, As you're exercising, what's happening is your body is naturally releasing chemicals into, uh, or your brain is naturally releasing chemicals into your body that's going to help stabilize your mood, okay? Um, If your brain is not releasing the right amount of chemicals, Mm -hmm. you're going to have an imbalance. And so exercise contributes to that, all right? Mm -hmm. And then the third thing uh, is your sleep. Again, what happens, I tell people all the time that sleep is necessary. It's restorative. That's what it does. When you go to sleep, uh, you begin to restore all of the things that your body needs. Not only do you restore, but your brain begins to process. It works on the memories that you have, the experience that you have, so you're better able to cognitively process things. So that helps out also with anxiety because a lot of the anxiety uh, usually disrupts your thinking it leads to cognitive deficiencies and um, distorted types of thinking but if you're not sleeping you're not giving your brain enough time to sort of correct those errors all right uh, another interesting thing that happens when you're sleeping is um, a part of your brain known as the hypothalamus um, it kicks into action. And what that does is it regulates the uh, amount of uh, cortisol that is released into your body, which is a stress hormone. And so that all happens when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. So if you're not sleeping and your, uh, your hypothalamus is just telling your body to produce more and more um, stress hormones, you're going to be stressed out. Because you're not getting the, the rest that's needed to cause your brain to function properly. So those are the three primary treatments. Of course, outside of that, we have um, therapy, you have counseling. Uh, that's, that's needed. A lot of times there's a stigma behind that. But you have to remember, you know, counselors are professionals that are trained. Um, To treat these things Mood disorders uh, Personality disorders Any mental illness Um, They're familiar with the literature They're familiar with what works What doesn't work Um, So for example They'll bring you through uh, Relaxation techniques If you're suffering with anxiety They'll bring you through Mindfulness techniques If you're suffering with depression um, And a, a slew of other therapies as well um, and then, of course, we have medication, which is, um, I, I like to tell people that, look, if you're in a severe situation and you need immediately uh, immediate results, then you may want to seek medication. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not always necessary, but it is a, a treatment as well.
0: Yes. And and definitely, like you said, if you can heal yourself, then mm-hmm. that's definitely the best route to go um, And Mm -hmm. being able to do that. And then it sounds like you have different steps that you would have to take depending on what level um, you're at. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So is there hope? I mean, do people recover or heal from depression and anxiety? Some say, oh, well, my mom was (laughs) depressed. Or it's, you know, my grandparents. Or, you know, it's in my family Mm -hmm. and it's just the way I'm I'm made up. I've I've heard that before.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to just just immediately say, yes, I'll say that. Okay. Yes, you can. Okay. That, that, that is a state you can be in. Um, now, if I want to be politically correct, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I will say, you know, think of depression as, um, or at least a cure for depression or a cure for anxiety. Think of it as under arrest or in remission. Mm-hmm. Meaning, That if you go back to the bad habits, if you fall back into not eating right, not getting enough sleep, not exercising, um, if you fall back to isolating yourself socially, not having a strong social group, not talking to anyone, not doing those things that keep you healthy, you will fall back into depression. You will fall back into suffering with anxiety. You know, if, if so for anxiety, for example, one of the things that it does is it, it messes with your thinking. You know, it plays these bad tricks on your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, it causes you to generalize. It causes you to think disaster thoughts, meaning that um, you can magnify the negatives. So that's what anxiety does. So you look at every situation as grim and a reason to... Uh, Fight or be terrified. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're not around positive people if you're not uh, Listening to positive things if you're not uh, if you don't have that type of input coming into you um, Then you are going to suffer with anxiety So I like to think of it not necessarily as a cure you can get to a state where you are experiencing a long period of wellness Mm -hmm. but again The key thing is maintaining that. So if you fall back into bad habits, depression and anxiety will come back. Um, If your grandmother, mother, family have ever suffered with any of these things, it is possible for you to be free, but you have to set up those things in your life that's going to support wellness.
0: Yes, that definitely makes sense. And one thing that I try to do is I try to speak affirmation or I try to write down positive things. Or if I get cards, right, like cards from a birthday or anniversary or whatever the case may be, sometimes I'll keep them around because those are things showing me that, hey, people care about me, that I'm loved. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's something that is important as well is sometimes just to visually see things or create that environment um, will help you continue to have that positive, you know, um, uh, you know. um, and attitude as well. You know, as Absolutely. Far as, yes, as far as yes. life goes. And, and that, I think that's a, the thing people have been in this bubble for so long. And then when they finally came out, it's just kind of like, okay, how do I start re-engage? You know? I know mm. we have the vaccine and not a, a lot of people are like, well, no, I'm not taking it because I don't think it's going to work, you know, versus, mm-hmm, the, you know, mm-hmm. they have that fear factor or I heard somebody took it. And then, you know, something happened to them a few days later mm-hmm. and everybody's made up differently as well. Right. Um, like that's, earlier that's we right. talked about the different types of anxiety and the different types of depression, but all of mm-hmm. our body makeup is different. Um, and so we might be lacking essential, you know, vitamins and nutrients. But um, I might be lacking in, you know, vitamin D. You may be lacking in mm-hmm. B twelve, things like yes. that, right? So you definitely have to understand your body and understand your situation and be able to bring that full circle. But definitely, we can tap into you <laughs> and your mm-hmm, services mm-hmm. as well um, to be able to have a better understanding of what we are encountering and maybe what yes. we need more of in our life as well. Mm. So this is awesome. Mm. I'm so glad we were able to have time to speak with you this evening and thank you, you know, talk about uh, depression and anxiety and how to overcome these things and we can have hope we can overcome depression and anxiety yes, you can. so you guys that are listening just know that there is hope there is help out here. And definitely we have Terrell Pugh that can help as well as his team. And so can you tell us more just about um, Arise and uh, give us more information if people want to reach out to you or contact you?
1: Sure, absolutely. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And thank you for this opportunity. Um, Well, you know, our website is ariseandlive.com spelled just like it sounds. Um, you know, we, we are Christian counselors at heart, so we do have uh, that, that uh, methodology that we come from. So we do pray, we do um, read scripture with our clients, but then we also are clinically trained as well. Um, and so clients will get sort of the best of both worlds, if you will, when they uh, come to visit us. Uh, I will say that we've, we've dealt with a lot of individuals that dealt with depression. Um, in family settings, in marital settings, or even in individual settings, we've dealt with uh, family counseling. Uh, to be honest with you, we've we've had such a great success that. Um, I, I'm literally just came from three interviews today because we're adding more counselors into the practice um, because of the responses that we're getting. Yes. And so, um, you know, I thank God that he's positioned us into a place where, you know, we know we know what we're doing. We know how to take care of people. And I just pray that uh, he continues allow allowing us to do that.
0: Well, thank you so much again, Terrell, for joining us this evening. Thank you to our listeners for listening in our remarkable essence. Please make sure you go and be well and do great things in the earth. And we will listen, we will hope that you will join us next time for our next episode. Thanks again, Terrell, for joining us. And uh, Godspeed to you and your practice. Continue doing the great work that you guys are doing. Thank you.